Hey, this is Kerwin Santiago, pastor of Social Church, and this is our podcast. I wanted to thank you for joining us today, and I pray that this message blesses you and helps you grow in your faith to become more like Jesus. And so because we're already in November, we're in November, can you believe it? We're already in November. Time has gone by so fast this year. Uh, we are in the month of celebrating Thanksgiving. I, I say that. We, some people are already in the spirit of the holidays, um, Christmas spirit. Yesterday, I went to the store uh, with my sons, and, um, and they already had Christmas decorations out. You know, and people were buying them. And I was like, wow, you know, it seems like every year people are, you know, buying Christmas stuff earlier and earlier. And soon we'll start celebrating Christmas, you know, and Halloween. And, um, and if just like Puerto Ricans and Hispanics, we celebrate it beyond December. We celebrate it going into January. And my mom used to leave the Christmas tree all the way till probably March, you know. So maybe one, maybe one year we'll be celebrating Christmas all year round. Wouldn't that be awesome? Christmas is my favorite season of the year, man. It's just an awesome season. Not just because we get to receive gifts, but the best part for me is that I get to give gifts. Does anybody feel that way? No. I think people like receiving, not giving. But Thanksgiving, listen, Thanksgiving is all about thanking God, recognizing his goodness. Recognizing him for the blessings we have received. And I want you to go with me to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18. So that we can look at something that Paul said as in a way of giving his final instructions in this letter and in helping the church to understand the way that they should live or the way that they should go about their life as believers here in this world. And isn't it great that we get the word of God, especially the letters of Paul and other apostles and the gospel that teach us how we should live in this world according to God's will and God's purpose. Because he is the creator of life. He is the one that has designed life in the way that it should be lived. You know, when you play a game, a board game or whatever game, you want to know the rules, right? And usually those rules have been created by somebody because the rules will establish and let you know how it is that that game should be played so that you can in the end try and be successful in winning at that game. And I believe that God in his word has left us. You want to call it the rules. I don't want to, I don't want to call it the rules. Uh, that sounds too rigid. But he's left us a guide of how we should live life so that we can be successful, not according to the terms of this world, but according to his standard of what success is. 
Sometimes success doesn't look like success when it comes to God's purposes and God's will. Sometimes success is dying on a cross and shedding your blood for the world, which Jesus did for us. And looking at it from the outside in, from the world into the Christianity world, it would seem like that was a total failure. But we know that Jesus Christ rose on the third day. He did not remain in the grave. Meaning that God's ways are different from our ways. And even though his ways might at times lead us through death and hardships and suffering, in the end, they will lead us to life eternal. Can I get a name man to that this morning? So, Paul here tells us something that all of us should know, and it's something that we should practice in our daily lives. As we come to Thanksgiving, or we're in the month of Thanksgiving, he tells us in 1 Thessalonians 5, 18, just I want to pick out this verse, and I just want to say this because there's many more things that he says and that we should live by. But I want to give you just one thing to do this morning and to put into practice into your life. He says, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Say with me, say this with me, repeat this verse with me. Say, give thanks, give thanks in all things. Or in all circumstances. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. And I want to title this message something that is in a way a cliche. And the cliche is count your blessings, not your problems. Turn to somebody and tell them this is something that might be hard for you but I want you to learn to do it because it's what God wants us to do in our life. It's his will for us. Say with me, tell, tell somebody, tell them, count your blessings, not your problems. Amen. Father, we ask you to move in this place. Speak to us as we go into your word. Lord, that it may change us, transform us, renew us so that we can say after we leave this place, we will never be the same again. In Jesus' name we pray and we ask you this. Amen and amen. I have right here a copy of the book I wrote in 2006 in Spanish. Many of you had no idea I had written a book. And it was published by Zondervan, Vida, the Hispanic division of Zondervan, which is now HarperCollins. It's a big publisher. And I'm not saying this to brag. I'm not trying to brag. But in 2006, I was 26 years old when I wrote this. 26 years old. It had been about six years when this came out that I had already experienced a very difficult situation in my own life. And I know that my wife has shared the testimony of what we went through when we were just boyfriend and girlfriend and how we were in sin or having sexual relationships outside of marriage, and I was the youth pastor of the church. 
And she was a leader in the church. And so eventually out of this relationship and in this constant battle that we were in, trying to live faithfully to God, but at the same time battling in our flesh because, man, you know, temptation is out there. It's there. Constantly in front. You know what I'm talking about. Come on, can I get an amen? Don't leave me by myself up here this morning. And we were struggling, and I'm, let me tell you something. I don't want to take too long in this part. But when we were boyfriend and girlfriend, I was serving God. We were in the church, man. We, our intentions were good, you know, because a lot of people would look at that and say, man, they, you're, they, you're, you're a hypocrite, you know. And you will look at leaders, and you will look at pastors, and people that fall, and you say, you're a hypocrite. But listen, can I tell you from my perspective when I was there that my intention were never to defraud anybody, to deceive anybody? In fact, my intentions and in my heart, I really wanted to serve God. I really wanted to live for God. That's what I wanted. But at the same time, in my flesh, there was this weakness. You know what I'm referring to, this battle going on inside of me. I wanted to do God's will, but at the same time, I was struggling in the inside with something and a part that I was weak. And so in this relationship, Man, we tried to do everything to stop having intimate relationship before marriage because we wanted to get married. But before marriage, we, we could not, we could not stop. And I know that nobody ever here has it, probably ever gone through a temptation like that or been tempted in any way like that. You guys are all saints, man. You, and you look like saints, let me tell you. But the truth is that I was going through that and my wife was going through that together. We were going through it and we tried to stop. We did everything, man. We, we read a book called The Ten Commandments of Dating and we established the Ten Commandments and we said we'll not, we won't talk after midnight and we won't see each other at the, this day or that time or whatnot. Man, nothing worked. Can I tell you? Nothing worked. And eventually, she became pregnant. And I had to break the news to my father was the pastor of the church. And the church was flourishing. It was growing. You know, things were good. And I had to break these news to my dad. Anyways, I went into his office. I broke the news. We cried together. I'm not going to go into details. Maybe one day I can go ahead and do that. But this is just as a form of introduction. But in that moment, when all that happened, I just want to say this. Man, I didn't want to know about church. I didn't want to know about God. My heart got hard. I, I wanted nothing to do with church or God. The only thing I wanted was to forget about everything in church and everything about God. And man, you know what I started to do? I started to do in my own way of rebelling against God. I started to do the things that I knew were rebellious to me. And, and I'll, I'll talk about that later. But I did that. Got rebellious in my heart. And I said, you know what? That's it. I'm not going to serve God. But I decided to get married. Even though I didn't know what was going to happen. I decided, man, I want to get married because I want to give, if I have a kid, I want to give that kid an opportunity to have a, both a mom and a dad. I want them to have a mom and a dad. And so we got married and things weren't great at the beginning. And I wasn't completely set in my ways and restored completely with God. And as I looked and I remembered and I thought about my situation, man, I didn't see anything good coming out of that. 
I didn't see anything good coming out of that in 2000, 2001, out of this situation. Things became a mess. I didn't want to serve God. It seemed like my life was crumbling. But you know what? Six years after that, this is what came out. Because God, in the process, he restored me. And he picked me back up. And he did a new work inside of me and changed me. And out of that situation came a testimony. But also came a beautiful girl, Kiana, who is the grace of God, who you saw up here singing. And what in that moment seemed to be something disastrous, like it was nothing good and like nothing good could come out of it. Six years later, God turns it around that same year with our child. God turned it around six years later. God allows me to write this and share my testimony with others. And then looking back, I was able to see that sometimes God will use the things that we think are not meaningful. The things that we think have no value. The things that we think are failures to go ahead and glorify himself and to be able to bless even others six years later and even now as I look back I can say thank you God because if it was up to me I would have not chosen that path but you took that path and you turned it around and you made it good because you are powerful enough to take our shortcomings and to take our sins and to take our failures and do something great with it. And so I learned with experience and years later that you can, instead of counting your problems, you can count your blessings. How do you do this? Well, Paul tells us, number one, the way to count your blessings and not your failures is by giving thanks. Say with me, giving thanks. Giving thanks. To give thanks is to express gratitude for benefits or blessings received. I'm going to say that again in case you didn't get it. To give thanks means to express gratitude for benefits or blessings received. And the reason why that is important to apply to our lives is because normally we have the tendency to look at our lives and to look at our circumstances and to see the bad instead of the good. We tend to look around our lives and we start looking for the problems and the problems blind us from being able to really see the blessings that are there in our lives. We have a hard time seeing the good in the circumstances and we have a hard time seeing good in people. Isn't that true? My brother and my sister this morning, we have a hard time seeing the good. And so we need some help. Can somebody this morning say, can I get some help 
this morning. I need some help, God, to be able to see the good when the negative of life is all around me. I need help being able to see the good in circumstances when people all around me are hurting me instead of helping me. I need help to be able to see the good and count the blessings instead of my problems. When problems seem to be more than the blessing. But the truth is that what we need to be able to give thanks is a change of perspective so that we can find reasons to give thanks to God in all things like Paul says. No matter if we're going through good situations or bad situations, we got to learn in our life, as Paul is saying, to give thanks to God. because. It is the will of God. But when we give thanks, I want you to know that it's important to note that as Paul speaks of giving thanks, he says, it's not just giving thanks when all things are good in your life. Because giving thanks when things are good in your life is easy to do. Giving thanks to God, expressing Gratitude for the blessings in your life is easy to do when all you have in your life are blessings. But the hard part is giving thanks to God when you're going through hard circumstances, when you are surrounded by problems and difficulties. It is in that moment that we have to also learn to express our gratitude to God for the blessings that he has given us. You see, some people will only praise God and express their gratitude to God or even say thanks to God when they get that new job or when they get that girlfriend or boyfriend they've been praying for or when they get that new car or that new house or that new outfit. But listen, giving thanks to God is much more than that. Giving thanks to God is learning how to even in the middle of difficult circumstances to be able to find the blessing in the midst of it. And give thanks for it. Turn to somebody and tell them, got to count your blessings and not your problems. Paul said, got to give thanks in all circumstances. Say with me, all circumstances. And when we think of all circumstances, Normally we think of, well, that means that I got to give thanks to God when I go through a bad situation and a good situation like I was just saying. Normally that's what we think of when we say give thanks in all circumstances. It means that when things are good, I give thanks to God. And when things are bad, I give thanks to God. When my car is working fine, I give thanks to God. And when it breaks down, I thank God, oh. When I have money in the bank, I give thanks to God. And when I go to take money out and it, I, there's no money to be taken out, I give thanks to God. When my boss gives me a hard time, I give thanks to God. When all things are good at my work, I give thanks to God. 
Sometimes we think that's the way it is. And it would be awesome if we could actually do that, but the truth is that that's hard. But I think that not only was Paul probably talking about giving thanks to God in all circumstances as picking out circumstances individually and saying, God, I thank you for this. And God, I thank you for this. And God, I thank you for this. Whether it's the good one or the bad one, I thank you, God, for this one. And I thank you for that one. I don't think that Paul was just talking about giving thanks to God for individual circumstances in our lives. I believe that as Paul is speaking of giving thanks to God in all circumstances, Paul is referring to us being able to step back. And sometimes, in some cases, and sometimes, be patient. As time passes by, and as you live your life, and as years go by, as the circumstances of life, each one accumulates in your life. Paul is saying, you can later on, instead of saying, God, I'm going to give you thanks in each circumstance, Paul is saying, I'm going to wait as time passes by to let each circumstance develop and unfold. And as each circumstance unfolds in my life, I might not be able to give you thanks in the circumstance or in the moment in particular because I don't understand why I'm going through that situation. I might not be able to give thanks to God in the middle of a tough and difficult circumstance because I might not know how God is going to use it for good. I can thank him in faith and I can thank him in advance, but that's hard to do. So sometimes I just have to be patient and let time pass by so as the circumstances accumulate and they unfold later on I can look back at them and say now I can see how each one of those God has been taking and using to produce something good in my life right now that's why I couldn't give thanks to God when I was going through this situation. But six years later, I could look back on it and I could even write a book on it. Because I was able to see that what the enemy intended for evil, God turned it around for good. Turn to somebody and tell them you got to be patient. You got to let time pass by. You might not be able to thank God right now, but just give it some time because eventually you'll be able to look back at everything that you've been through and you'll be able to say, thank you, God, because you've been with me through it all and you brought me out of it. And now I can say that you have been glorified. Because everything has been working out for your good. Can you turn to somebody and tell them just like you got to count your blessings and not your problems? Because if you focus on your problems now 
all you'll do is complain about your situation. And you don't know that you might be complaining about something that God is wanting to use to do something greater in your life. So instead of complaining, count your blessings. If you have nothing good to say, don't say anything at all. It's better to praise God than to complain. has a way of working things out that we have no idea about. So life lesson, Paul says, as we are here in November, almost in the day of Thanksgiving coming up, we can say to God, God, help me and teach me to be someone who can continually have a praise in their lips that can continually find the reasons to rejoice because of your goodness and your greatness. You might say this morning, but pastor, why should I do that? Why should I thank God in all circumstances? Why should I even express my gratitude to God for the things that he has done, is doing, and will do? Why should I wait in the process of life to then be able to look back and thank God for everything that has happened? And Paul tells us and gives us a very specific reason for why we should thank God in all circumstances. The reason that Paul gives us is because he says this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. The reason why we should give thanks to God in all circumstances is because that is what God desires for us. That is what his will is. That is what God wishes for us. That's why in 1 Peter chapter 4 verse 1 and 2 it says, Therefore, since Christ suffered in his body, arm yourselves also with the same attitude. Listen to me this morning. You have to change your attitude because whoever suffers in the body is done with sin. As a result, they do not live the rest of their early earthly lives for evil human desires, but rather for the will of God. What Peter is saying is this, listen, now that we are in Christ, we no longer belong to ourselves. We belong to him and our goal in life and our purpose in life should be to do his will and not our will. And so therefore, if that's his will, that I give thanks. And express my gratitude in all circumstances. Then God, I will do it. Because what I want is to please you in everything I do. And that can only make sense to you if you are in Christ Jesus. If you're not in him, that doesn't make sense at all. But if you are in Christ Jesus, then you no longer live. But Jesus lives in you. And he has become your Lord. And you have become his servant. If you are in Christ Jesus, you have submitted yourself to do his will. To serve him 
in whatever capacity and to do whatever he says. Can I get an amen from somebody this morning? Can somebody say, God, that's what I want to do. I just want to do your will. Can somebody this morning say, God, that's what I want to do. I want to please you with my life. I want to please you in everything, God. I want to live to please you and not myself. God, I want to do the things that please you and not the things that please me. And the reason why it's important to know that distinction of what your purpose in life is, are you living to please God or are you living to please yourself? It's important to know because depending on your answer, it's the reason why you can or you cannot give thanks to God in all circumstances. You see, if you're living to please yourself, If you're living to please yourself and not to please God, then there are things that you are going to want to do that are contrary to the things that God wants to do. Can I get an amen? Or some people here always believe that what they do is the will of God. Well, listen, let me tell you, man, I found out in my own life that not everything that I do is the will of God. I make a lot of mistakes, and there are, a lot, there are a lot of times in my life where I've had to learn to submit to doing something that God wanted me to do, and I did not want to do. And knowing this distinction, am I trying to live for God or live for myself, will help me determine why I can and cannot give thanks to God. Because if I'm trying to live for myself, and come over here, Joe. I always got to use Gilbert. If I'm trying to live for myself and I'm trying to go in a certain direction, this is what I want to do. I want to go that way. So go. You're me. You're going that way. You want to go that way. But God wants to take you this way. And try to go that way. Not too hard because I almost slipped here. All right. Try to go that way. And you're, I want to go that way. God wants to bring you this way. And as you're in that battle, and sometimes, sometimes, can I tell you this? The circumstances, God will use them to shift you, to move you. Circumstance, bad circumstances. God will use them to shift you. You, you were like, this is what I want to do, and something bad happened. And all of a sudden, your direction changed. Because something bad happened, whether you provoked it or not, whether, whether you meant it or not. It happened, and it changes your direction. And over here you are complaining. Start complaining. Start complaining. I don't want this. This is bad. This is not good. I want it to go that way. Not this way. <laughs> I love you, Gil, man. I love you, bro. You start complaining. I didn't want this. This is not what I want. Why, God, would you allow this? Circumstance change your direction. And you can't give thanks to God in all circumstances. Why? Because as long as you're trying to live for yourself in your attitude, your mind is still, I want to go over there. I want to do that. But you're not there. 
your circumstance has shifted you somewhere else. God has led you into another place. And as long as your mind, your attitude is saying, I want to do my thing, you can't thank God and see the blessing where you're at right now. So what needs to happen, if you're going to be one that's going to give thanks to God, in all circumstances, you need to change your attitude so that when instead of doing your will, you say, no, 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 God, have your way with me. And something happens. A bad circumstance comes to your life and it shifts you. Instead of complaining because you're no longer where you want it to be, you can say, God, let your will be done, not my will. I trust you and I know that you're working all things out for my good. And so when you are all about doing God's will, you can thank God in every circumstance because you know that he's the one in control and he's the one in charge. Can we get five minutes of praise this morning? I don't know where you're at. I don't know where you're going through. I don't know what you've been through. But can you, for five minutes this morning, just praise God. Just thank Him right there where you're at. In the middle of your circumstance. In the middle of the trouble you're facing. Can somebody give a praise to God? Can you just count your blessings this morning? Can your blessings and not your problems and say, God, I thank you. Even in the midst of this circumstance, even if I might not understand why. Or even if I might not see how this can work out. God, I'm going to thank you in the midst of this circumstance. Because all I want to do is your will. And I might not have chosen this road. I, have, I might not have chosen this path. But I praise you and I thank you. Because I know that you're working all things out. I know that you're a sovereign God fulfills his purposes and his will. Your purposes will be accomplished. Your will will be done. that reason.
reason. I thank you this morning. I thank you this morning. Maybe you can't thank God in advance for the blessings received by faith that will come from your circumstance. But what you can do is thank God for the blessings you have already received for the things he has given you. And you might say, Pastor, I don't see the blessings. I don't see the good in my life right now. And I will tell you that it's probably because you're too focused on the problem. Sometimes we get into a pattern of looking at the problems. And we focus Instead of finding the silver lining. And I believe that all of us, no matter where we're at in life, no matter what we're going through right now, we can all look for things that we can thank God for. You might say this morning, well, Pastor, my marriage is not perfect. Yeah, but thank God that you have a husband or a wife. Well, pastor, my kids don't always behave the way I want or they haven't turned out to be what I thought. Yeah, but you have kids, which are a blessing. And you might not be able to control your situation. You might not be able to change your circumstance. But what you can change is the way that you react and respond to what you are living with or going through. And instead of going through another season of complaining and bickering, why don't you exchange you're complaining for a thanksgiving. Why don't you change your bickering for a praise this morning? Why don't you dare this morning open up your mouth and say, thank you God for another day of life. Thank you God for my job. It might not be the best job in the world, but I thank you because through it you provide. Thank you for your provision. Thank you for my family. 
Thank you for your goodness. Come on, church. Can anybody here this morning open up their mouth and just begin to give God thanks? I thank you for my church. Thank you for my friends. Thank you for your blessings. Stand to your feet. I feel that God is working in, in some of you right now because your way of thinking is stuck. Your way of thinking is stuck in the negative. And all you can do is look and see the bad and complain. You're stuck in an attitude of negativity. wants to change you and bring you out so that you can think about your circumstances and God's purpose the way that he sees them not the way that you see them because there is a purpose behind what you're going through it's not in vain that you're going through what you're going through And so our goal should be to say, God, I'm going to live according to your will and not my will. And because I want to please you, and I know part of your will is for me to give thanks in all things for the benefits received. So I will thank you and give you praise this morning and every day of my life. When I wake up in the morning, instead of complaining about another day of work, God, I'm going to praise you and I'm going to thank you for you have given me another day of life. Come on, can you give thanks to God this morning? for your parents some of you got to give thanks for your parents this morning say God I thank you for my dad I thank you for my mom they're not perfect but I thank you for them come on express your gratitude to God over things that you have begin to look for the blessings begin to look for the good things start trying to find them in your life And when you find them, start giving thanks to God for them. I thank you. I thank you, God. I praise you. Come on. Come on. Let praise roll out of your mouth. Let thanksgiving roll out of your mouth. Let it flow like living waters. Give thanks to God this morning. We praise you. We worship you. Thank you for joining us. Special thanks to those who give. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. And if you did, please subscribe, share, take a screenshot, tag us, and I'll see you next time.